Welcome to Agile World Better English. Agile World was created by Sabrina Bruce and Carl Smith to focus on agility within a global community. We're just one flavor of the agile world. We, Andrea, just in case you don't know, we have agile worlds in Spanish and English, and we have indie and we have Portuguese. It's insane. It's everywhere, all over the world, all sorts of languages. <laughs> I'm Cynthia Kahn, founder of GSD Mindset and Agile Consultancy. My co-host, Steve Mowbray and I are passionate about Agile. Through this podcast, we share experiences of how others have applied Agile principles to become successful. So hopefully you too can apply those principles and achieve everything you want. <laughs> Steve, why don't you share a little bit about yourself? Thanks, Cynthia, and welcome to Agile World. I am Steve Obrey. I'm an enterprise Agile coach, and I am very excited today to talk about Agile marketing. Well, actually, I'm not going to talk about Agile marketing, but we have an expert on Agile marketing, and it just makes so much sense because, you know, you come up with a marketing campaign. Do you know how everybody's going to respond? No, you don't, but you have to put all those things in play and then you have to respond to change and you have to go with, with what you learn. So what could possibly make more sense for agility than something like, like agile marketing? And today we are, we are here with our friend from Boulder, Colorado, Andrea Freirier. And uh, Andrea, what's up? How you doing? I am doing great. I am so excited to geek out with you guys today about agility and marketing. <laughs> Just so that you know. Andrea is the CEO and founder of the company Agile Sherpas. She is the author of Mastering Marketing Agility, and she is pro. I see Agile marketing certifications, and she teaches it. So not only does she walk her talk, she educates and she expands agility for all of marketing people. Go. <laughs> so, uh, Andrea, tell us a little bit about your background and how you decided, or what was that aha moment when you realized, I want to be agile, except I'm in marketing, and how am I going to get my people to be <laughs> agile with me? How am I going to bring them along? Yeah, um, it was it was a bit of a, of a schlep to get everybody on board, but um, yeah, I'm a marketer by trade. I've been in digital marketing my whole professional career, and uh, but I have an English degree, so I didn't go to school for marketing, which is kind of the norm in our profession for whatever reason. People sort of stumble into being a marketer accidentally, which happened to me. Um, I was the youngest person at my first job. And so they were like, you must know how to run a website. Here you go. Um, and so then, of course, you have a website. You have to get people to it and thus marketing. Um, once content marketing became a thing, my parents were delighted that my English degree could actually earn me a living. And uh, so I started doing content marketing for a software company. We could not keep up. They were agile and they would have things on their product roadmap that would come out early. And we were just like, "How? that's not okay. Like we're not prepared for you to be, to be moving this fast and to be releasing this often. And we couldn't keep up. And so I eventually said, these guys are agile developers. Why can't we be agile marketers so that we can move at the same kind of pace and be responsive in the same way that they are instead of working, you know, 12 hour days to try to keep up. And my boss was like, it couldn't possibly be worse than what we're doing now. So let's try. And uh, the rest, I suppose, is history. Um, 
being a writer, I wrote about what we were doing and more and more people started to reach out and say, hey, could you help me do that too? And then eventually that turned into my full-time job. Wow. Well, Very we cool. do have, yeah, we do have a lot of marketing peeps that do watch the show because Steve also has a strong marketing background. And so kind of, can you tell a little bit of like the before and the after of agile marketing? Like what was it before? What was it like before? I mean, I know it's really a good go ahead. It can't be worse than it is now. Well, <laughs> it's not exactly. it was not worse. Uh, spoiler alert, it was not worse. Um, no, we were just able to like move in step with the developers in such a cool way. We would go to their standups, they would come to ours. And as they were saying, you know, this feature turned out to take longer than we thought. So we're going to do this thing instead. We could in real time, like alongside them say, okay, well then we're not gonna finish up that campaign. We're gonna put that on hold or we're gonna do this piece of content instead, or we're gonna promote in a different way. And we could really be responsive instead of like, well, this is what's on the quarterly plan for marketing and it's it's going out, this is what's happening, like whether it's the right thing or not. Um, and the there were two, two really cool outcomes. We were able to hit our numbers much better, right? The 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 outcomes of the marketing work were better and our people were much happier. Like everyone was more engaged and less stressed out, which in turn creates better product, right? We're trying to connect with customers. And if we're all stressed out, we're not really thinking about the best way to do that. We're just trying to think about how to get from one day to the next. So that's cool. interesting. So extended cross-functional teams to literally include other departments so that you can keep up and, and move in lockstep with each other. Yeah, I wouldn't say we were necessarily like a true team. Like, you know, they ran their process and we ran ours. We learned very quickly that sort of by the book scrum was not for us. And we needed to get a bit more hybridized and bring in some Kanban flow type activities to match up with the type of work we did. But because we now spoke agile, at least, you know, we could communicate with our software counterparts much better. Interesting. So you were actually keeping your own Kanban boards or yeah. grant boards? Yeah, they had boards, we had boards. Um, you could follow along with everybody's, you know, we used Trello at the time. So you could log into everybody's Trello board and see, and we would tag one another and there would be interdependencies amongst the boards. Um, but it just became just by creating visibility, right? You get so much more clarity about what's going on and who needs to do what and when. So what was the impetus for you actually starting Agile Sherpas? Yeah, so I kept getting asked to help other people. And I, so I left my full-time gig to go and try to be sort of an Agile coach for hire. Um, I never thought I wanted to be an entrepreneur. That was not like what I thought I would do. I saw a problem and I wanted to go and solve it. And I was fortunate enough to meet a co-founder who worked for a training organization. And he saw the potential of Agile inside of marketing being a new avenue for training, certification, transformation. Um, so we joined forces to start Agile Sherpas. We helped create the certification with IC Agile. And then we, we just sort of like, hit a nerve in a lot of ways of, of need that people had and things just started growing like crazy. And now we have, you know, 
12 trainers and all over the world and you know we'll be a multi-million dollar company this year and it's just like this is happening now and here we are so that's so exciting so if someone wants to bring agility into their organization and they they're doing marketing what what process do you recommend is certification good, a good way to start? Or would you look for a consulting firm like Agile Sherpas or how, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, we, I think the certification is a great place to start. It's really designed to give you like a solid foundation in what's an MVP, how do you visualize work? Why should you have a stand up? Some of those really essential practices. It's very framework agnostic um, because that's what I think marketers really need. Um, and you could go and take what you learn and apply it, especially at an individual or a small team level. But I think if you're in a big enterprise, you really do need a group of people around you, whether that's an internal like Agile Center of Excellence or whether you get an external consultant like Agile Sherpas. Once you get into that bigger transformative effort, you really just can't be a solo person trying to drive it forward unless maybe you have a C at the start of your job title, then you might be able to get away with it. But most individual contributors are going to need to bring some, some heft with them to really go and make significant change happen. That's one of the things I think universally since the, they came up with a scrum guide and everything else and the agile manifesto that, Scrum or Agile originally was thought of as a team sport, but you need to think much bigger than that because it's so hard to, to push grassroots change works maybe in politics or something, but it's really difficult in a larger organization. So it's awesome that there are people like you who come in and do that. So is it usually CEOs that come in or marketing CMOs? Is that what they're called? Chief marketing officers? And is that how you kind of become engaged? Uh, best case scenario, yeah, we come in with a strong executive sponsor. Um, and like you said, that's true for any transformative effort. If you've got executive sponsorship, you've got a better chance of success. But we also end up uh, working closely with heads of operations, so marketing ops uh, people who are interested in process and improving the flow of work across all of the marketing activities. Um, especially in a really big enterprise organization, you end up with silos, right? So the content people and the social people and the email people and the marketing technology people, and they never talk, right? And there's duplicative effort and waste in the system and all of the same kinds of problems that plagued software development in its pre-agile days are showing up in marketing now. Um, and so being able to, to look across all those groups um, is often the job of operations. And so we tend to, to work with them at times as well. Interesting. So you're a writer, you've written a couple of books. Your most recent book is Mastering Marketing Agility. How, how did that come about? I mean, obviously because you like to write, but tell us a little bit about that and how it's really helped or changed the lives of people who maybe are smaller companies and can't afford, like they're not going through a major transformation. How does that help? Yeah, I mean, the book is is comes from the same place that most of the content we create at Agile Service does, which is, it's the documentation of what we're learning, right? It's, it's what we've been doing with our clients and the frameworks that we've been implementing with thousands of marketers over the last several years. And it was really just, 
I kind of had this moment where I was like, I keep explaining the same thing over and over again. It would be faster to just write it all down. Um, and so the book is, is it's really like end to end. If I was going to come in and work with you as a consultant to transform your marketing organization, this is what we would do. Right. And it's all there. So yeah, if you, if you don't have the giant budget that's needed for, you know, to bring in an outside firm to help you transform, then hopefully you could follow along yourself, you know, and with what's in, in the book, but it's, it's pretty true to how we work with clients and um, yeah, it's, it's a way to help as many people as possible, um, which is what I love about, about writing and about content. It, it's doing work while you're sleeping and you can't help everybody <laughs> yourself. So it keeps, it keeps going all the time. That's a great way to look at it. So for people who are considering it, what are some of your top, like two or three go-to techniques so that people get an idea about how they could maybe be a little bit different? Of course they should go out and buy the book, but if they can't, if they're listening now and they're like, I don't get it, yeah. let's, let's, let, let's help them do that. <laughs> For sure. I mean, none of it has to be super complicated at first, right? It's like I was saying about visibility, just get it out where you can see it first and foremost, um, whether that's for yourself, like I'm a big fan of start with your own work. And that's what I did before I managed to convince my boss is I built my own personal Kanban board. I was one of the only writers in the building. And so people were always coming to me and asking me for stuff. And when I could start saying, here's everything I've got going, like, where does your request actually fall in the list of stuff? Then the conversations totally shifted to be more strategic and less, I really need you to do this thing right now. And so creating a, a backlog and a visualization of some kind, a Kanban board essentially um, for yourself or however big you can get that, right? However big your scope of control is, visualize all of it and immediately you see oh, we're doing too much. Like inevitably that will be what you learn, right? We're working on too many things at one time and we need to de-scope and prioritize. And then we can start having better conversations about what work is important and to whom and why. And then you can focus. And maybe that leads you to wanting to create some sprints, right? Where you can focus in a short time box. Maybe you don't need that. Some marketing teams really don't jam on that. Um, but the visualization, I think, is like the best first step for anybody and everybody, regardless of, of who you are or what kind of work that you do. So you used a Kanban board originally to organize your own work. Are you still using Kanban boards in your personal life? Oh, <laughs> yes. Know. Oh, yes. I would be lost at sea without my, without my Kanban board and my very strict personal whip limit of two. Like I will not work on more than two things at any given time. And that is the only thing that keeps me sane. Um, yeah. And it's been that way for, for years now. Oh, you should see my honeydew list. I've had a terrible time trying to limit to just two things in, in my, in my whip, whip limit at, at any given time. And sometimes we have had to go through my list. I have had to show my honeydew Kanban board to, to my wife before. So we can go through and say, okay, here's everything we got going. Which, which one's most important to you? Um, so, so you went to college and you were a, you became a, an English major. Mm -hmm. and did you know this is Agile World Better English? This is the Agile World Better English version because, because when Carl and Sabrina started this over in England, no one could understand them. They talk funny or something like that. <laughs> But, but so Carl wanted to make sure that we had, and, and he named it, he he's, lives in Edinburgh right now, and he insisted that we call this Agile World Better English. So 
So there you are, you're helping us improve our English. So thank you for that. <laughs> anytime, anytime. <laughs> now, but, but you've expanded. Now, how, how long have you been doing these, these classes? How, because I see Agile, you know, five years ago, didn't have a marketing course, right? Yeah, um, I, it'll be March of next year. It'll be the fourth. That'll be like the fourth birthday, I guess, of, of the marketing specific. Oh, wow. Search. Okay, yeah. very cool. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of the reasons that I really am happy to partner with IC Agile. They're so committed to business agility. They have a whole track now, right? With, with, they have an HR cert and a finance one. So mm -hmm. it's, it's nice to broaden the, the number of people that can be helped. Um, but it's very interesting. Like I've had fascinating conversations with fellow coaches who feel like we're splintering unnecessarily right so like why do we need a marketing specific one why can't everybody just learn the same key ideas um and i think it's a really fascinating trajectory is to decide you know like do we need it to be that niche down and i mean obviously because my entire company focuses on non-it um <laughs> stuff i oh, it's yes. clear, clear where i stand on that but you know, we hear it from our clients over and over and over again. They're like, just, it's so nice to hear somebody give examples of work that I understand and like speak my language. Nobody's talking about releases and features, you know, cause it's just not relevant. And it's creates an extra level of cognitive load. If you're saying translate everything that I say to reply to your work while I'm trying to teach you a completely new way to manage your entire process, it's just too much. You know, so right. Yeah. It's the same principles and what you like what you had spoke when we spoke about a year and a half ago, and you said we speak different languages. And so I think I think people, you're not really saying there's marketing agile and then there's HR agile. What you're saying is there's agility. You mm -hmm. want people to think differently, but what we're doing is teaching you in language you understand, just like Agile World has Portuguese and Spanish and English and better English and everything else. It's because people want to hear what they want to hear in a way that they can understand it. And that way they can internalize it a lot easier, I think. Yeah. And, yeah. and one of the things, it's so good to hear that you've, you've expanded in, into different areas. And you know, when we think about agility, and pe people forget about the concept of agility in general. They just think agile, it's the manifesto, that's what it says, it's for software. I've actually heard people say, we don't do software, we don't know anything about agile. Like, well, wait a second. Okay, you're missing <laughs> the boat here. Because we, we've talked to a number, a number of guests where you know the conversation has, has been, if people knew one thing, what would that be? One, we had April K. Mills was all about flow and uh, you know the theory of constraints management if yeah. people understood you can only get so much through the system at one time finish it first before you mm -hmm. start something else and that's where she she got her her start in in the whole agile world and then we were talking with max a few weeks ago max akezi who's the president of agile lost <laughs> yes just... and max and max you know wanted wanted to focus on the fact that you know people needed to make sure that they're i, I forget what was it visibility um or uh, I forget what it was, but it, if, if everybody focuses it was on important and visibility and priorities and just prioritizing your work, everything else falls in place. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. We have so many clients that get fixated on agile projects. They're like, we need to run more agile projects. The more agile projects there are, the better, the more <laughs> successful. And it's not right. You're like, that's not the point, right? The point is focus. The point is customer value more often with less risk. Right. And it's, so the number of projects you run using agile is, is so not the right metric for, for gauging any of that. Oh, it's not the amount of service, the number of certified scrum masters you have on staff. That's <laughs> ching, ching, ching. <laughs> oh yeah. No, not that one. <laughs> and it's, it's also so great to, to know that you were doing this work for years and achieving success with organizations before you started teaching people. One, one of the things that, that has happened in the last few years is many people have just gone into teaching and have never delivered any, any, any value and, and have a challenge with the concepts. So, you know, going from the fundamentals to the application is very challenging. So I imagine when people sit down with you, you've done the work, you've been at the ground floor, you've been at, it sounds like a variety of different companies. So when you're starting to do the training, you've got something to support your background there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, you start to see the patterns, right? Like everybody feels like I'm, we are in trouble and we are different and our problems are the worst problems that have ever <laughs> been had by any human. And you're like, no, this is, you know, you're like 90% like the problems that, you know, everyone else has, but you're still special for sure. And, you know, we're going to come up with a special solution just for you. But, you know, there's, there's similarities across different, different, um, implementations. And I, I do think that too is why it's important to have specialized subject matter experts supporting the different functions, right? I would not presume to go and coach an HR team. Like I have never worked in HR. I don't know what your particular challenges are or why it might be difficult to implement agile in that environment. No idea whatsoever. I mean, I've interviewed for jobs and I've hired people, but like, that's the extent. And it's the same thing that just because people have interacted with a website or opened a marketing email, they don't know marketing work. They don't know the complexities of what that's like. And so respecting other people's um, universe of, of experience and, and coming in to, to try to meet them where they are. Um, I just think it, the, it resonates much more. Yeah, that's the key. So one thing we, we try to, we started ending with is a little bit about the ad your vision for the agile future. So we've got, you know, where you are and all the things that you've done because of where you've been. And for you, it's, per it's a perfect question, right? We're seeing agility being pushed, not pushed out, but like pulled in from people in a whole bunch of different disciplines and speaking the language of the discipline. What do you see in the future? We don't have to worry about that because we're all going to be thinking with agility or what do you think? No, I, I think we're heading for a renaissance, you know, like I, I think a lot of folks who have been like chipping away and trying to help people be more agile for a long, long time, it's easy to feel jaded, right? And like, it's hard to make progress and people are resistant. But I think as we're broadening the world of, of people that are interested and passionate about agile ways of working, we're going to learn different, different things, right? They have different ideas. There's going to be new new frameworks, new practices, new principles, maybe all of these things can get a rejuvenation um, from more and more people coming in. So I'm super optimistic uh, about where we're going and, and why it's cool to have, have different kinds of people coming into the movement and, and bringing their perspectives. Awesome. That's lovely. I, I hope that 
<laughs> I hope your agile future comes to life. I'm sure it will. Yeah. Now, in the, in the last four four years, when you've been delivering the, these these classes and these courses, what has surprised you? <laughs> um, I am continually surprised at how the idea of of multitasking or being able to like spread oneself as thin as possible is still held as a badge of honor by so many people and that the the ability to focus and limit your work in progress is somehow like still equated to laziness or being ineffective or something um despite all the data now right that says humans don't multitask we are not doing it right it's context switching and you're losing all this time um it's that's that's a continual like um barrier I think to a lot of people which I'm surprised I almost every time I teach a class surprised by there's always somebody who's going no I don't buy it there's no way that focused effort on one thing is a better idea (laughs) every time isn't it it Toyota and the benefit of small batches I mean you should start quote opening up your textbook you see here benefit of small batches (laughs) it's funny you say that because just a just a few few weeks ago uh, a director openly admitted to everybody on a call and there was a bunch of coaches on the call he was like you know what obviously we're failing because no one can find time on my calendar i'm in too many meetings which proves beyond any doubt that our process is broken (laughs) because Because, he's in meetings or (laughs) no because because he needed to be the decision maker in all those meetings people had to ask him for permission for everything and we needed to empower the team so we could implement some flow right well at least you realized like that's a great yes. step oh oh i was just i was just absolutely absolutely thrilled to hear that i just thought that was such a brilliant statement and and he he knew it he's been around around the block long enough there's been some turmoil in the organization but and so you know he's kind of had had things kind of collapse around him a little bit so he's trying to prop it back up to empower the team so we can have that flow and help them help everybody achieve agility so i thought that was wonderful so you're doing agile at home too, or <laughs> besides your own personal board? Do you? Oh, oh yes, yes. <laughs> My husband and I have a shared board. Um, <laughs> we moved during the pandemic, and so all of the moving tasks went on the Kanban board. And oh yeah, my kids know all about boards. That we make it when it's chore day. They've got to. They love it. They think it's still fun. They're only seven and ten, so they're not quite like you know, over mom's weird job yet, but uh, <laughs> awesome. sure. that's terrific. <laughs> yes. My, my daughter, my teenage daughter, I guess when she was, she was 17, she saw some Elmo cards on my desk. Uh-huh. She was like, what are these for? I'm like, Oh, are you, we use those in meetings. You hold it up. says says Elmo. She's like, Oh, your job sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you know, <laughs> Sometimes we have to, sometimes we have to have fun. So, so how did your family get, get through the, this whole process of moving during the pandemic? How'd you find, you had to buy a house and move? That's a big challenge. Yeah. Yeah. It was a must have. Um, I used to travel every week to clients and that stops immediately. And my husband is in software. He's a UX guy. And uh, he went from going to the office every day to never going to the office. And we were like working back to back in our tiny basement (laughs) and it was not okay. So we had to do it. And um, yeah, you just get it done. And it was a long, a long process. And I sworn I'll never do it again. So we'll see how long that holds up. Wow. But you and your husband are both focusing on human behavior. 
Yeah. Yeah. We have very interesting conversations about people and what they do and why they do it. <laughs> that's, that's fascinating because, because you, UX, yes, it, it requires a major set of technical skills, but it also requires, you know, a deep knowledge and, and a curiosity about humans and human behavior. And so does marketing, right? Cause your technical knowledge is going to be vastly deeper in many areas that, than mine ever, ever will be because of that. But, but you also have that curiosity for humans and how they behave, why they make the decisions they do. So that's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. And it's all the small changes that create like unexpectedly big changes in behavior, right? Oh, I'm, I changed the font on this button and now 30% more people clicked on it. Like what's, what's going on with that? Uh, yeah. Oh, and I am terrible at choosing fonts and graphics. When, when I had my own, my, my own marketing company, it, it, was, it was just small. There was just a, a few of us. I had contractors, but I, I was able to run it for about eight years. I got to the point to where I couldn't do graphics and UX because I never knew when it was done. <laughs> I, could spend, I could spend eight hours on something. I could spend 30 minutes on something and get the same results, but I, was never, I never knew when it was done. I don't know. So, your husband has a gift. You obviously have a gift. I'm impressed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so we're, we're about 25 minutes in. Is there something you'd like to share with the audience about agility, about how it can be applied for human behavior, marketing, what they should do? What are your words of wisdom? You know, I think all of the great outputs and benefits of agile ways of working all boil down to the fact that it forces you to focus. Like it, it keeps you from running amok in your own head or in your own to-do list. Um, my pre-agile days, I was a to-do list person, right? It felt good to write, write everything down, check things off. But I realized as soon as I knew what a backlog was, that it's that element of prioritization that most of us are missing and so we just do stuff but it's not like the important stuff and having had to run a business now for the last four and a half years and write two books and have two small children and still like stay married it's <laughs> all it's all priorities all the time just what's the most important thing to do right now and I already know, right? It's already in a backlog. So I don't have to waste all my productive time trying to figure out what to do in my productive time. And it, it looks like a superpower on the outside. That's for, for people who do it, individuals and for teams who do it. Like to somebody on the outside, it looks like they're just amazingly productive and so collaborative and innovative and all those great things, but it's just about focus. And if you don't focus, you never move anything forward whether it's your own personal stuff or your team stuff or your organization's stuff. And so, yeah, I think that's like the secret of, of why Agile looks amazing because it just forces you to focus uh, as long as you follow what it's asking you to do. Okay, so, so fo focus on, on what's visible and what's high priority. Yeah, yeah, and ignore everything else, like deliberately and intentionally <laughs> say no to everything else. That's You're a child after my own heart. Yeah. But from whenever I speak, I go, there's, we, we call, I call at GSD, we call it far focus, accomplish something now. 
and then reflect, right? And figure out if you're going in the right direction, especially for marketing, right? And decide whether you need to keep, you can't keep going or you need to pivot. And I think successful businesses of the future, and you'll be helping them as well as me and well as Steve, because we've all got it, is that successful business in the future will understand the concept of far. (laughs) And that is how we will all have a better and brighter future, right? Because we'll, we'll, we won't, I, I tell my clients, you're in business, you're not in busyness. So you've got to stop measuring like how many, cause then they get into like how many cards they've done. So they break things down smaller and smaller. And I'm like, well, that's not really an accomplishment. That's a task. You know what I mean? So that they can get things, more things. And it's the same thing with the, the whole concept. And we're not going to get into that today, but like with story points or whatever it is, you're right. Focus. That's that. That's the <laughs> the first thing. Create value. The sooner right. you create value, the better off you are. And probably yeah. the sooner you get something done, the more valuable it's going to be. So exactly. that's that's amazing. I think you have many superpowers, uh, and we'll definitely consider you a, a super a superhuman. Um, <laughs> even, even though you're just impl- implementing agility, still it's not that easy, especially with two kids, especially at that age and moving and working from home. That's a big challenge. So, you know, go ahead and pat yourself on the back. It, 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 you, you, you've done a, an amazing job. That could not have been easy. <laughs> Steve, it's very clear that you must be a very good coach. I think it's, you're, you're good at what you do. I'm just, I just call it like I see it. So he makes uh, you feel good, doesn't he? He's a, <laughs> that, well, that's the first thing. You're, you're important. <laughs> Well, she is important, and thank, thank I you. know what you did. What you did was pretty, pretty freaking amazing, right? So, um, undoubtedly. So, with you and you and your husband, I love to learn more about your kids. I love to learn more about your family. We have been about thirty minutes in. Um, if there's, I mean, there's, I think there's so much more for you to share, but um, but maybe it's time to to end this, and maybe we could do this again. I want to learn more. Yeah. So, so where do we find out about Agile Sherpas? the masters of marketing agility and not everybody knows what IC agile is. So maybe you could tell a little bit about that. And then I'll get into like where people who are listening, who may want to find us in other places if they haven't already found us. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, agile you can find all kinds of stuff. We are content forward business. So free resources galore there for anybody who wants to read more about agility and marketing. Um, the good thing about having a weird last name, like Fryrear is you can find me pretty easily on LinkedIn, Twitter, and all the places. Um, and I'm Andrea at agilesherpas.com. If anybody wants to reach out, I am happy to chat, answer questions, what have you. Um, Mastering Marketing Agility is on Amazon, as well as a free chapter is on agilesherpas.com if you want to try it out. And, um, yeah. And one of the certs that we offer is through the International Consortium for Agile or IC Agile. They're a certifying body, right? They basically create the learning objectives for certain courses and then organizations like Agile Sherpas build courses that meet those learning objectives. And then I see Agile reviews them and decides if we did it right or not and uh, makes sure that our instructors are qualified and all of those good things. So um, yeah, they're a certifying body, Scrum Alliance, Scrum.org, right? Similar kind of, uh, of group. Yeah, which, which is... <coughs> Excuse me, which is, which is really, really very, very cool. Um, and, and IC Agile does focus on actual implementation. Um, it, a little, little less on, on here, here is a process, but here's, here's the reality. 
So, so that's pretty, pretty impressive. And Agile Sherpas does have a nice newsletter that I find actually valuable. And yes, I get way too many newsletters. And so I cancel many of them, but I continue to read yours. So, so there's good little ah. snippets in there. Thank you. That makes me very, very happy to know we add value to your inbox. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And, and not many people do. My inbox gets, it's, it's too dang big. Yeah. So I need to calm Marie my inbox for sure. Um, mm -hmm. And definitely get rid of a lot of stuff. All this information will be in the show notes. And Cynthia, where else, can, where, where can people find the show notes? Where, where can people find us? Well, we are on all of the social media sites. LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even Tumblr, if you're still there. Video version will be on our website, agile-world.news, and it'll be on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash agileworld, one word. Our podcasts go absolutely everywhere. Spotify, Apple, Google, Pocket Cast, Anchor, Breaker, Radio Public, Stitcher, and Castbox. So if you, Andrea, have any friends with any ideas or anybody you know who wants to be a guest or with on Agile World any flavor, <laughs> you can email me, Cynthia, at agile-world.news or Steve at agile-world.news. So we're everywhere you want to be, baby. We are everywhere. <laughs> Thank you so much for answering my invite. There you go. And with and with twelve teachers who are from around the world, you probably have some that speak different languages. So I do. Yes, indeed. Re reach out to them. If if we don't we don't have a show in their language yet, well, maybe we should chat. <laughs> yeah, maybe they should volunteer. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. Agile World is a hundred percent volunteer organization, and we have a lot of things. So if there's any, if you want to become involved, not necessarily be a host, please let us know and check it out because if you want to be agile and spread the world make everybody agile let's do it there you go thank you so much andre you've been you've been wonderful i really enjoyed our chat i i, I want to learn more and so uh, so we'll probably be reaching out what now are you are you doing any speaking coming up soon and yeah still, tr trying to get back into it you know it was a weird year for there was a lot of this kind of you know virtual fun stuff but um yeah hoping to get back on the road and and see oh. face to face again a, a few a few few weeks ago i was talking to, to some people and i said and it's and it's so rare when you when you get to you get to to be face to face with people and i realized we were on zoom is that is that wrong we were still on zoom and i said oh we're face to face Ugh. No, that's I had five events in the last 10 days though uh, wow. some, some agile events some some shows things like that even went to a concert a couple weeks a couple days oh, ago. oh there you go it was awesome anyway andrea thank you so much cynthia this has been lots of fun and we will talk for it soon everybody peace out bye bye, -bye.